It happened in hockey. Brought to you by Ivis. When something goes wrong underground, don't call a plumber. Call Ivis at 780-476-2626 or visit online at ivisinc.com. And tonight we feature a very special edition of It Happened in Hockey. We welcome Larry Robinson to the show, Hall of Fame defenseman who 41 years ago tonight as a member of the Montreal Canadiens played against the Soviet Red Army, wound up in a 3-3 tie. Many people consider this one of the greatest hockey games ever played. Larry, welcome to the Face-Off Show. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Much better than most of the people freezing out in Alberta right now. But, uh, <laughs> no, I'm doing doing excellent. Oh, well, we're getting by okay. It's been a little, uh, it's been a little up and down. Uh, no, what, you, were, you were born, uh, were you born in northern Ontario? Where did you grow up? Actually, southern Ontario. Southern Ontario, I, I grew okay. up uh, just, uh, yeah, just southeast of Ottawa. In, uh, so I'm, I'm, trust me, I'm used to cold weather, so uh, that's exactly why I moved to Florida. <laughs> now, were you one of those uh, kids getting up at 5.30 in the morning in a blizzard to go to your hockey practices when you were a kid, or, or what do you remember uh, about that? Well, I, the most thing I remember is uh, that uh, growing up, we we played in an outdoor arena. I think I was uh, probably seven, six or seven before I even played on artificial ice. Most of it was uh, growing up was all nat- natural ice. And um, my brothers and myself and a couple of neighbors, we used to go down to the local school and they had an outdoor arena there and we would be the ones that were uh, starting the rink. We, we'd be outside tramping the snow and wetting it and getting a base and then flooding all night and getting up the next morning uh, to a nice fresh sheet of ice that was put down by like four or five of us. Oh, wow. Were you always a defenseman, even when you were a little guy? No, actually I played center. Most of my, most of my minor hockey, I, I played some in peewee. I would, I would play back on defense because there was only two or three of us that played D. And basically, you never come off the ice. You started the game and finished the game on the ice. So that's one of the reasons why I liked it so much. I had to play a lot. Cool. Well, it, it worked, the change worked out pretty good for you because you went on to a Hall of Fame career yeah. as a defenseman, mostly with the with the Montreal Canadiens. And that's why we want to talk to you tonight because back on New Year's Eve, this day in 1975, you played what some people consider... Yeah. Some people call it the greatest. Some people call it the most memorable. Or some people just say it was a heck of a lot of fun to watch. And that was a game between Montreal yep. and uh, and the Red Army, as they were known, the uh, the Soviet Red yep. Army. What do you remember about the lead into that game, Larry? I mean, Canada had played the Soviets in the '72 series. Was was there a lot of hype right. around that game, or did you guys treat it as just an exhibition game? What, what was it like leading into it? No, there was a lot of hype around it, mostly because of. Uh, the, the game that uh, again 72 in Montreal was so memorable because everybody thought that Canada was just going to wipe out the Russians and instead uh, we, they almost got their butts kicked and uh, so I, I think a lot of that was fresh in everybody's mind um, about especially with the way it happened and everything else but the thing that I remember most was standing on the blue line uh, with the national anthem going, and um, I was so nervous, my legs were shaking. And you know, I'm in, at this point in '74. I'd already been uh, to the Stanley Cup Finals and everything else, but never was I in front of this many uh, people in such a 
I guess, emotional, emotion-packed situation. And then you had Roger Doucette singing the national anthems for both teams and, um, you know, Harlamov and Tretiak and, and so on and so forth, guys that had played in the, the 72 series. And here we are, the Montreal Canadiens, playing basically uh, in front of a, a Canadian audience watched by millions and millions of people. So it was a pretty emotional uh, situation that I, I hadn't been in before. Was there something to it, Larry, that, I mean, that was when the, the Cold War was going on and, and, you know, communism was, you know, the Soviet yeah. Union was a driving force, driving force behind that. Was it almost like this wasn't just two hockey teams meeting? Did you almost get the sense that people put the importance that this is, this is two different ways of life clashing as well? Uh, you know, us personally, I don't, I don't, I don't think that we looked at it in a political way. I think we looked at it more in their culture, the way that they played the game, uh, as opposed to our culture and the way that the Canadians grew up uh, playing the game. I, I think that's more two different styles of hockey, and I, I think we felt the pressure that uh, of. Of that we can we can win playing it our way, and of course they thought uh, they could win playing it their way. But uh, I don't think I don't think this was as much a political as much as you know bragging rights. Who had the better team? Right, Larry Robinson joining us tonight. So I mean, there's a there's a whole generation of fans now that obviously have seen. Russian and European players in the NHL all the time, so there's not mm-hmm. maybe a mystique yeah. like there would have been. Let fans right. know what was their way versus our way back in the mid seventies in terms well, of style uh, of play. Uh, in, in terms of style, it was, you know the the North American style was more uh, you know up and down, up and down your wing, and uh, and uh, you know kind of if you didn't have a play, get it in deep and dump and chase and you know play physical. Whereas their their game was more of a of a flow more. In fact, more to the game the way that it's kind of played today in that uh, there's more flow, more puck possession. Um, you know, they, if they didn't have a play, they would throw the puck back and regroup and come back at you. They they wanted the puck all the time. So that, to me, I think was the biggest difference in our style and the fact that uh, I, I think they could, I, I think at that point, they were, uh, everybody on the team could really skate well, where um on on our teams you know you had your first three lines and then your fourth line was more of a checking line all of their lines were were the same they were they they basically didn't have a checking line they you know it was puck control and anybody could could uh, pass the puck as good as the next guy whether it was on the forehand or the backhand and they had these big wicked curves that made the puck do funny things, and uh, I think their skill level as a whole was probably better uh, than, you know, most most of uh, everybody on our team except for, you know, the, the few superstars uh, that we had on our, cl- on our club, like Lafleur and uh, Lemaire and those type of guys. But uh, it, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, you're, I, there's always pros and cons. To, to every side of, of the game of how it, how it should be played. And um, all I know is that uh, it, they had a very, very good brand of hockey. They were all very skilled, 
and they were all very, very strong on their skates. I mean, didn't matter how big, small they were. When you when you ran into one of them, you knew you were you were hitting something because they were their their stability was was next to next to none. So, Larry, you mentioned sort of the 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 feeling you had going into the game and standing on the ice for the national anthem. Once it started and, yeah. and you guys got a two nothing lead, did did you ever feel maybe eased into it or like okay, I can treat it like another game, or did you always have that sort of nervous feeling? No, the the nerves are the once you get playing, then your nerves leave. It's all it's all adrenaline. It's all adrenaline. But you do because of the aura around them. You do things probably a little bit differently than you would in an ordinary uh, NHL game because you knew that a mistake mistake meant a scoring chance, and they didn't need a lot of scoring chances. They were they were pretty darn good at putting the puck in the net, and as as we found out, you know, I think we outshot them 40, 40 something to sixteen or thirteen, yeah. and uh, we ended up tying the game. And, uh, and in fact, I, I think I was on the ice on the last two-on-one that tied the game. But uh, no, it, it, it's uh, once the game gets going. I mean, that's that's the beauty of hockey is that you can lose yourself and and concentrate on the game, and uh, then your nerves don't take over. You know, you mentioned the disparity in shots, yet the game ended up in a tie. Were the shots indicative yep. of the possession and the scoring chances, or, or did they simply have the puck yeah. as, as much, but just it didn't shoot as much? No, they certainly don't shoot as, as much, but no, I mean, we controlled 90% of the play. In fact, uh, Tretziak put on such a, such a game, that, or had such a game that night that even... Uh, the, the Montreal uh, crowd gave him a standing ovation uh, when he was called out as the third star, and he kind of became a folk hero in Montreal just because of the game that he played that night. But well, also, you, also, also, uh, Har- Harlamov put on a what a tragedy that was losing a, a hockey player of his caliber. I mean, he put on a show that night that also was next to none. The way that th- this guy was a magician on the ice, the way he could skate and handle the puck and shoot and pass. Uh, he was just a pleasure to play against. Would you categorize Harlamov as their most dangerous forward from that team? Oh, yeah, by far. Yeah. By far, yeah. So, I mean, he was almost he was almost McDavid, McDavid-ish. I, th- I think Connor might be a little, might have been a little bit bigger, but they're the... the the acceleration that these these two people have, these two hockey players have, is oh, I wish I had half of it. Uh, I mean, it's it's a very it's like a, it's like another gear another gear. They just almost uh, turbo esque uh, the way that they can take off. Yeah. So, just to wrap up here, Larry. I mean, now you got a guy like yeah. me interviewing you. You know, four decades after the game, and I don't know if you ever get tired <laughs> of talking about it. But what what's it like just to uh, and you played in a lot of special games and won Stanley Cups, but what's it like yeah. to yeah. be linked to that and have people still look back on it as a as a very special moment in in the history of the entire game? Well, yeah, a lot of pride in that uh, you were able to play in that that era and and still be remembered long after you stop playing and probably long after you start you stop living, uh, it'll always be remembered. I think, uh, that's how, 
that's how history is made, and that's it's uh, quite an honor to be able to be linked to the history of of the game and the history of a special moment. Yeah. Well, Larry, we really appreciate your memories. That uh, a pretty special game, and I, I think you just enlightened a lot of people Thanks. who who weren't around to see it at that time. So, really appreciate your time and uh, all the best. It's always good to catch up with you. Thanks. Well, it's two things, Reed. It, it either means uh, people have great memories and, or, or it means I'm getting pretty damn old. <laughs> I'd be a little bit of both. <laughs> it Happened in Hockey was brought to you by Ivis. When something goes wrong underground, don't call a plumber. Call Ivis at 780-476-2626 or visit online at IVISINC.com.